0: Welcome to After the Fact, a Knowing Faith mini-episode where we look to take a big question and address it in just a few minutes. Typically, the questions we consider will line up with our larger topic for the season, and that's certainly true for our time today. This season on Knowing Faith, we are discussing Romans, and joining us today is Dr. Greg Allison. Dr. Allison is Professor of Christian Theology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. He's the author of several books that are including but not limited to Historical Theology and Introduction to Christian Doctrine, 50 Core Truths of the Christian Faith, and Roman Catholic Theology and Practice and Evangelical Assessment. Dr. Allison, welcome to After the Fact. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks again for having me. I love the After the Fact. Glad to join you.
0: Well, we, we Dr. Allison goes way back with the Knowing Faith crew. Anytime we have a chance to have Dr. Allison on, we are trying to still, we've brought you in to talk about the Holy Spirit, to talk about uh, the Catholic Church, to talk about... Uh, uh genesis and creation accounts with Augustine. I mean, we have brought you in as our resident historical theologian, and we are grateful for you. Thank Thanks.
1: you. Thanks. Uh, I remember uh, high-fiving that JT English guy right <laughs> on a point that uh, he and I were against you and Jen
0: or something like that. Yeah, yeah. No, something. I... I can remember that. I can I remember. Can. Uh, I can. I can remember the internet definitely siding most decidedly with you and JT. And I, think, <laughs> I think they were wise to do so. Well, here's our big question for today: Did Martin Luther have anything to say about righteousness of God and Romans?
1: Absolutely. Uh, one of uh, Martin Luther's uh, favorite books, if not his favorite book in the Bible, was Romans. But before he became a follower of Jesus. Uh, he really focused on Romans one seventeen, which talks about the righteousness of God but that he read as the justice of God hmm. which was about God's wrath and condemnation towards sinners hmm. and and he as he thought about the justice of God he experience, experienced terror in his heart i mean it was it struck just horror in his heart because he knew that his temp- attempts to merit the righteousness of God, the grace of God, through a confession of sin, praying good works, he knew that all of his temp- attempts were futile. And so he said of Romans one seventeen, I did not love, indeed, I hated that God who punishes sinners hmm. and with a monstrous, silent murmuring I fumed against God Hmm. so he took the righteousness of God to refer to the justice of God by which God justly deals with sinners by justly punishing the unjust and so Luther was troubled in conscience he had no confidence whatsoever in his merits until reflecting on the righteousness of God he discovered that rather than being about the wrath and condemnation of God It was about a gift that God Mm. gives to sinners who repent, confess Christ, turn to Christ through the gospel, a gift of perfect standing before God, God's gift of the righteousness of Christ by which we can stand before him. And Luther at that point basically would have experienced a conversion through the gospel of the grace of God and His righteousness of Christ.
0: Hmm. Now, Dr. Allison, outside of the miraculous work of the Holy Spirit, which was certainly involved in illuminating this for for Martin Luther and in converting him, was there anything that was happening at a linguistic or a theological level in Luther's understanding of the concept that was really the key to that discovery? Was there something that he was discovering for himself or something that he saw differently? Or how did that change happen, really? Again, we know that it was a work of God, but was there some sort of study that he was doing or reflection or discovery that he made that helped him see that more clearly?
1: So leading up to this, right, he's, he's lecturing on uh, Psalms and Galatians and Romans. So he's coming into constant contact with the word of God and then beginning to properly understand what righteousness is, what grace is. He's also, right, a medieval Roman Catholic whose understanding of grace is divine favor that's infused into him through the sacraments a divine favor that then transforms his life and enables him to cooperate with grace, engage in good works, and merit eternal life. But that was not satisfying to him. Right? Right. He, again, was struck with terror in his heart, in his conscience. Uh, he felt like a guilty sinner, as he was. And this infusion of grace was not working for him. He knew that he could never do enough to cooperate with grace to merit forgiveness. So uh, he begins to understand then, right, that grace is about God's imputation, Hmm. uh, his God's declaration of him, not guilty, but righteous instead. This is the doctrine of justification, right? The justification uh, isn't about transformation. It's about a divine declaration. We're no longer condemned, right? We're no longer guilty, right? We're forgiven of our sins. And uh, as importantly the righteousness of Jesus Christ the perfect righteousness of God's son is attributed to it uh, to us put in our account so god when he sees us sees us clothed in the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ luther needs the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ to stand before god and he has it through the gospel of justification by grace through faith in Christ.
0: Okay, so that that moves him from an an, an infusion understanding yes. to an
1: imputation understanding. The key, the whole difference. Yep. Yeah? So imputation, and for him, he, he calls it the sweet exchange. Right. Mm-hmm. Our righteous, our sin, is imputed to Christ. Our sin is given to Christ. Christ's righteousness is imputed to us, is accredited to our account. The sweet exchange: we give Christ our sin; He gives us His righteousness. Nothing sweeter than that. That's imputation.
0: Absolutely. It was was good news for Luther, and it's good news for you and I. Um, Exactly. Yep. (laughs) Dr. Allison, thank you so much for joining us again. We are honored every time that you're here and blessed by it. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. After the Fact is brought to you by the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. If you want to study with incredible professors like Dr. Allison, head over to sbts.edu and discover why Southern Seminary is trusted for truth.